The book of Daniel tells of faithful young Jews who were tempted to abandon their values when taken captive by the Babylonians in 605 BC. In Daniel chapter 1, Nebuchadnezzar took items from the Jerusalem temple back to Babylon, along with a group of Jews. He ordered Ashpenaz to train Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, who were without blemish, well-favored and skillful in all wisdom, knowledge, and science, to serve in his household. Daniel's name was changed to Belteshazzar, and Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah became Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They were taught the learning and tongue of the Chaldeans to stand in the king's palace and given his royal food. But Daniel would not defile himself with the king's meat or wine. God brought him into favor and tender love with Ashpenaz, who feared that if they did not eat the king's food, then he might see their faces looking worse than other children who ate and drank the royal food and wine. Daniel asked to prove thy servants ten days, and give us pulse to eat, which was food made from seeds or grain, and water to drink, then to compare their countenances with those of the other children. We're not sure why Daniel refused to eat the king's food, but it may have been to protect themselves from the temptations of the Babylonian culture, keep their religious identity, and show the king the power of the God of Israel. After this ten-day test, their countenances appeared fairer and fatter in flesh than the children who ate the king's meat. God gave them knowledge and skill in all learning and wisdom, and Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. They were brought before the king, and none were found to be like them. In all matters of wisdom and understanding, the king found them ten times better than all the magicians and astrologers in his realm. In Daniel chapter 2, the king had a dream that troubled his spirit. His wise men said, Tell thy servants the dream, and we will show the interpretation. But he wanted to test them, and said it was gone from him. If they told his dream and its interpretation, they would receive gifts and great honor. But if not, they'd be cut in pieces, and their houses made a dunghill. They said that no man on the earth could do this. No ruler had ever asked for this, and only the gods could know his dream. The king was angry and ordered that all the wise men be slain, including Daniel and his fellows. When Ariok, captain of his guard, came to kill them, Daniel asked why the king's decree was so hasty. Ariok told him, and Daniel asked the king for time to interpret his dream. Daniel told Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah that they would desire mercies of the God of heaven concerning this secret, and not perish with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. The secret was revealed to Daniel in a night vision, and he said, Blessed be the name of God forever, for wisdom and might are his. I thank thee and praise thee, for thou hast now made known unto us the king's matter. Daniel asked Arioch not to destroy the wise men, and to bring him before the king. He quickly took Daniel and said, I have found a man of the captives of Judah, that will make known unto the king the interpretation. The king asked, Art thou able to make known unto me the dream which I have seen, and the interpretation? Daniel said there is a God in heaven that reveals secrets, and can make known what shall be in the latter days. Daniel said the king saw a great image whose form was terrible that stood before him. Its head was made of fine gold, his breast and arms of silver, his belly and thighs of brass, his legs of iron, and his feet of iron and clay. He also saw a stone that was cut without hands, which smote and broke the image's feet, then became a great mountain that filled the whole earth. The iron, clay, brass, silver, and gold were broken into pieces, became like chaff, then carried away by the wind. The silver breast and arms represented the Medes and Persian empires. 
The brass belly and thighs were the Macedonians, the iron legs were the Romans, and the toes were both strong and weak kingdoms that arose after the fall of the Roman Empire. The dream prophesied that in the last days God's kingdom will roll forth as a stone cut out of the mountain without hands to fill the whole earth. In the days of these kings shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom, which shall never be destroyed or left to other people, but shall break in pieces, consume all these kingdoms, and stand forever. The great God hath made known to the king what shall come to pass hereafter. The dream is certain, and the interpretation thereof sure. The king fell on his face and worshipped Daniel, then commanded that an oblation and sweet odors be offered to him. Of a truth your God is a God of gods, a Lord of kings, and a revealer of secrets. He gave Daniel many gifts, and made him ruler over Babylon, and chief governor over all the wise men. He set Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego over the affairs of the Babylonian kingdom. In Daniel chapter 3, the king made a golden statue that was ninety feet tall and nine feet wide. He gathered leaders from his kingdom to attend the dedication, and commanded that when music started on the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, and dulcimer, everyone would bow down and worship it or be cast into a furnace. When the music played, everyone fell down and worshipped the golden image, except for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and some Chaldeans told this to the king. Nebuchadnezzar, in rage and fury, commanded they be brought before him and asked if they had not served his gods and worshipped the golden image. Who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? They said, If it be so, our God we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace and will deliver us out of thine hand. But if not, we will not serve thy gods nor worship the golden image thou hast set up. The king ordered the furnace to be heated seven times more than usual and his mightiest men bound Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and cast them into the fire. Because of his urgent command and the extreme heat, the fire even slew his own men. The astonished king rose in haste and asked, Did we not cast three bound men into the fire? They answered, True, O king, and he said, I see four men walking in the midst of the fire. They have no hurt, and the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. He came to the furnace door and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come forth. And they came out of the fire. It had no power over their bodies. Not a hair of their head was singed, and they did not smell like fire. The king said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who sent an angel, delivered his servants that trusted in him, changed the king's word, and yielded their bodies, that they might not serve or worship any god except their own. He decreed that every people and nation who spoke anything against their God should be cut in pieces and their houses be made a dunghill, because there was no other God that could deliver after this sort. In Daniel chapter 4, the king had a troubling dream the wise men could not interpret. Daniel came and the king said he dreamed of a great tree that reached from the earth into heaven that a holy one said to cut down. Daniel said the king was the tree that grew strong reached unto heaven, and his dominion was to the end of the earth. He counseled him to break off his sins and iniquities by showing mercy to the poor, and he would know that the Most High ruled in the kingdom of men. Twelve months later, he boasted, Is not this great Babylon that I built by the might of my power and for the honor of my majesty? A voice from heaven said, O King Nebuchadnezzar, the kingdom is departed from thee. 
He lifted his eyes to heaven, his understanding returned, and he blessed and praised the Most High. The dream was fulfilled, and he learned from his suffering what the Lord taught about pride and humility. Daniel chapter 5 occurs 20 years after Nebuchadnezzar died. His son Belshazzar made a great feast, and his princes, wives, and concubines mocked God and drank wine from the gold and silver vessels his father had taken from the Jerusalem temple. In the same hour came forth fingers of a man's hand that wrote upon the plaster of the wall of the king's palace. And the king's thoughts were troubled. He brought in magicians, astrologers, Chaldeans, and soothsayers, and said whoever could read the writing and show him the interpretation would be clothed with scarlet, have a gold chain about his neck, and become the third ruler in the kingdom. But no one could read or interpret it. The queen said there was a man in the kingdom with light, understanding, wisdom, and the spirit of the holy gods, who in Nebuchadnezzar's time had been made master of the wise men of Babylon. The king sent for Daniel. He said his wise men could not interpret the writing, and if Daniel could, he would be rewarded with gifts and become the third ruler in the kingdom. Daniel said the king and lifted himself up against the Lord of heaven, drank wine from the vessels of his house, and not glorified God. Then Daniel interpreted the words written on the wall, Mene, Mene, Tekel, and Pedas. Mene meant, God hath numbered thy kingdom and finished it. Tekal meant, Thou art weighed in the balances, and art found wanting. And Perez meant, Thy kingdom is divided, and given to the Medes and Persians. The king gave Daniel gifts, and made him the third ruler of the kingdom. Belshazzar was slain that night, and the Babylonian empire was conquered. Darius the Median then took over the kingdom. In Daniel chapter 6, Darius set 120 princes over the kingdom and made Daniel the first of three presidents because of his excellent spirit. Other presidents and princes sought to find occasion against him, but because he was so faithful, they could not find any fault in him except concerning the law of his God. They told the king that all the leaders had written a royal decree, that anyone who asked a petition of any god or man except for the king for thirty days would be cast into a den of lions. Darius signed the decree. And when Daniel learned of it, he went into his house, and with his windows being opened in his chamber toward Jerusalem, he knelt three times a day to pray and give thanks before his God. The men saw Daniel praying, and told the king who was sore displeased with the decree he had signed, and labored till the going down of the sun to deliver Daniel. The leader said that no decree the king had made could be changed, and he commanded that Daniel be cast into the lion's den. The king told Daniel, Thy God, whom thou servest continually, he will deliver thee. A stone was put in the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his signet ring. He then went to his palace and fasted all night without sleeping. The king rose very early the next morning and went to the lion's den. He cried with a lamentable voice, O Daniel, servant of the living God, is thy God, whom thou servest continually, able to deliver thee from the lions? And Daniel said, my God hath sent his angel, and shut the lions' mouths, that they have not hurt me. The king was exceedingly glad, and commanded that Daniel be taken up out of the lion's den, who was not hurt, because he was innocent and believed in his God. The king then commanded that the men who accused Daniel be brought before him, and he cast them, their children, and their wives into the lion's den. The king decreed that all people should tremble and fear before the God of Daniel, for he is the living God. His kingdom shall not be destroyed, 
and his dominion shall be even unto the end. He delivereth and rescueth, worketh signs and wonders in heaven and in earth, and delivered Daniel from the power of the lions. Daniel, who had served five kings, showed great faith in Jesus Christ, saw many miracles, and prospered in the land. And this is the book of Daniel in the Old Testament. Look for hidden images located in the video. You can support PonderFun by visiting our Etsy site with coloring pages and activities, or our PonderFun.com website and Facebook page to find more fun things to do. Please like and share these videos with anyone you think might enjoy them. Also, please subscribe to this PonderFun YouTube channel, and you'll be notified whenever I make new videos. Thanks again for watching, and find some time this week to ponder.